Welcome back to another edition of the Main Event Heat Podcast. I am your host, Rob Weathers. Before we get on to this week's topic, I would like to thank my good friend TJ Burks for coming on last week and doing that interview. Cannot wait to have him back on the show again. TJ's a great guy. Like I said before, if you need if you need to get something filmed, if you need pictures, if you just need some good shit, call TJ Burks, Erratic Aperture, find him on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I think I'll get to see TJ here in the next week or so. He said that he's going to be at Southern Honor. I plan to be at that show myself, so really looking forward to that. Haven't seen him in a little while. Also, next week I will be at Championship Wrestling from Atlanta at Center Stage once again. I will be hanging out with a lot of my friends and running some errands, this, that, and the other. Looking forward to it. The last set of tapings was a lot of fun. This next set of tapings is looking to be great. They just announced that one of the big matches, one of the big marquee matches for next week's show is going to be David Ali, the savior of Overkill, taking on Tony Nese. Holy shit, that sounds like fun. If you haven't seen the poster, outside of Tony Nese, they've also announced Arya Davari is going to be there. Marina Shafir is going to be there to take on Danny Jordan. Juicy Finau. United Wrestling Network television champion Levi Shapiro, Heather Monroe. So many big names from all over the country, not to mention so many great talents from here in the state of Georgia. It's going to be a great show. If you can't be there live, every Saturday night, 10 p.m., Peachtree TV, if you are in the Atlanta area. If not, you can find the show Sunday nights on Fight TV and, I believe, YouTube as well. So... Please go out of your way to check those out. Championship Wrestling from Atlanta, they're a lot of fun. Now on to this week's topic. I talked a little bit last week that me and my wife went to the recent Impact tapings in Nashville. One of the things that they were taping is going to be airing next weekend, and that was the Knockouts Knockdown event. This was really cool getting to see this live. I'm obviously not going to be giving any spoilers here because none of this has aired yet. But there were some great matches. There was a lot of great talent on the show. There was a a couple of surprises. Uh, There's going to be one really big surprise. It's not necessarily a match, but there was a really big surprise that happened during those tapings that I know I loved. I think everybody else, whenever they finally get to see it, they're going to love. And it's going to be absolutely awesome. So... To commemorate this huge upcoming event, Knockouts Knockdown, I wanted to talk about who I believe to be some of the best Impact Knockout champions in history. The Knockouts division, I think, is very underrated in professional wrestling. It was basically Impact's answer to WWE's Divas division. And WWE... It wasn't so much about having good female wrestlers as it was more about eye candy. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with eye candy. But there's a lot of women that wanted to wrestle, especially in WWE. They were being hired to just, you know, look pretty. But there was a lot of women in that company that's like, yeah, that's great. And I can do that. But I'd love to wrestle. Some of those women made their way to Impact after the announcement of the Knockouts division. The Knockouts division is supposed to be basically the polar opposite of the WWE's Divas division. Yes, these women do look beautiful, but they can also kick some fucking ass. And especially in those early days of the division, 
Impact had some amazing knockouts matches and had some amazing knockout champions. I had thought at first about just doing my top 10 favorite knockouts, but then whenever I was looking at which one of those women held the knockouts title, I realized it's going to be a similar list either way. So this is it, my top 10 favorite Impact Knockouts champions, and we're going to get right into it right after this quick break. If you would like to support the show, head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers, where you can pick up one of several t-shirt designs, including the brand new Main Event Heat Podcast shirt. That's ProWrestlingTees.com slash R-O-B-W-E-A-T-H-E-R-S. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers. And we're back. Let's get on with the list, starting with number 10. This is ODB, first winning the title in a a tag team match between, it was herself and Cody Deaner versus the Beautiful People. I think there was a little bit of controversy with that match, if I'm remembering correctly. I think Cody Deaner might have gotten a pinfall. So he believed that he was the rightful knockouts champion, so then the title gets vacated, which then she immediately beats Deaner for the belt. That was kind of uh, that was kind of goofy, and yeah, the 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 reign of ODB was kind of odd. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. You know, she does have a victory over Awesome Kong, and she's got several victories over Tara. I think Tara is probably who she wrestled the most throughout her four reigns. I wouldn't say that ODB was out there putting on bangers of knockouts championship matches, which is gonna be kind of a contrast from most of the other women on this list who were putting on fantastic matches. But it's the fact that ODB was such an iconic character. So many people loved ODB because she was completely different from everybody else. It wasn't about being this young, cute little thing who could also wrestle pretty good. She was totally rough around the edges. She went out to the ring smacking herself in the tits and drinking from a flask. She was iconic. And I don't think you can talk about knockouts and knockouts champions without bringing up ODB. And for that reason alone, she makes her way to number 10 on the list. And coming in at number nine is Tara. Tara, formerly known as Victoria in the WWE, she came over to TNA in the late 2000s, kind of right before the big shift happened. And 2010 was what I'm going to probably refer to several times throughout this list as the big shift. I might accidentally call it the big shit a few times because some of it was fucking shit. But she came in right before all of that happened. And she almost immediately beats, I believe it was Angelina Love for the Knockouts Championship. She had four reigns with the title, all of them relatively short. I think her longest reign was probably her last one, which she did actually become the oldest woman to hold the belt. I believe she was in her 40s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think she was like 42, I want to say, whenever she she got the belt that last time. She did have a few title defenses in her last reign, but most of her reigns were relatively short. She was a really big star coming from the WWE, and this was at a time where the knockouts division needed that. The knockouts division really needed women that people could recognize to come in and help put over a lot of the quote-unquote impact homegrown talent. And I think Tara, even though her reigns as champion maybe weren't that spectacular, I still believe that she was a very important fixture in that division, especially during the time period that she was there. Because when there was a lot of 
shit going on, a lot of not very good shit going on in the, the early 2010s. She was there and she was kind of consistently decent, I'd say. And, and I know that that doesn't sound like high praise, but in a time where there were a few pretty good things, but mostly there was a lot of fucking garbage. She was very consistent and you could at least be entertained during Tara segments. And yes, she, she did have the title, I believe four times, not a whole hell of a lot of title defenses under her belt. She does have the distinction of being the oldest knockout champion, but I think that very important reign. Nonetheless, she's up there with ODB for me. We're like, even though like when you really put it under a microscope, maybe the reigns didn't look all that amazing, but I still don't think you can really think about that division without thinking about Tara. So I definitely think she does deserve to be on the list and she is number nine. And sitting at number eight is the longest reigning Impact Knockouts champion, Taya Valkyrie. Taya had this title for one reign that equaled 377 days. So far, that reign has not been beat. It could be beaten here in the future. Who knows? I think Deanna Parasso might be closing in on 377 days before too awful long. This was at a time where Impact was beginning to rebuild. Taya Valkyrie won the belt in the summer of 2019. This was the point where a lot of everyone's favorite indie talent was starting to move over to Impact. Impact was finally trying to erase the stigma that came with some of the early years and came with the big shift that happened in 2010 where the name Impact Wrestling, the name TNA, kind of left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. By 2019, they were finally starting to show the world, hey, look, we are actually capable of doing some really good shit and there's not going to be so many shady business practices and this, that, and the other. And Taya Valkyrie, I think putting the belt on her and leaving it on her for over a year was a really good call. She was a great heel champion. If you look at her reigns, there was a lot of victory by DQ or a lot of countouts and no contest. There was a lot of a lot of what I'm going to call fuck shit during Taya's reign. But I think it was perfect. She was a despisable heel. She had a lot of matches with Rosemary, Sue Young, Havoc, Tennille Dashwood, Madison Rain, and the woman who I believe was probably her greatest rival outside of Tessa Blanchard, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace does eventually get the belt off of her early 2020, but Taya held on to that belt for a very long time. A recognizable wrestler. I think a lot of people recognize her from Lucha Underground. Obviously, now she is a part of NXT. But I think her holding on to that belt for as long as she did during the time period that she did was very important for that company. And that's going to be a conversation that gets brought up a few times in this list during the time period. Because every few years, it kind of seemed there for a while, especially during the 2010s, Impact was basically a different company. From like 2010 to 2014, it was like one company. Then from 2014 to like 2017, it was another company. Then like 2018 and 2019 and so on. And like the like Impact as we know it now has really only been Impact as we know it now since 2019. And I think Taya, her becoming knockout champion, I kind of consider her the first champion of the current era that we're in as we know it. A lot of respect to Taya Valkyrie. I think that she was perfect for this role at the time. And I think that she was a great knockouts champion. And that's why I put her at number eight on the list. Coming in at number seven is Sienna, also known now as Allison Kay. 
Sienna is who I will call the Dark Ages champion. This period of like 2004. 15 2016 to about 2018 during the uh the gfw merger that was really the dark ages of impact and that was when a lot of people myself included were starting to kind of write the company off and just say okay it's over it's not what it used to be go ahead and put this fucking company out of its misery so yeah i wasn't very familiar with a lot of what went on during this time because i was you know there was a lot of shady business practices there's the whole thing you know, you can read about Jeff Jarrett and the fucking pyramid scheme that he had involved with all of this. And really weird shit was going on. The whole Global Force Wrestling thing. And it, it, there was a lot of shady shit. Sienna was definitely a shining light in these dark times. I think that, I feel like she's still, for some reason, underrated. I think that she consistently performs at a very high level every time that she's in the ring. And, and, you know, I had to do my research for, for this entry, because like I said, I'm familiar with Allison K, but I'm not really familiar with her as Sienna and impact. There's some good shit here. She had, she had a feud with, with Gail Kim. She feuded with Rosemary. She's only had a couple of reigns and she didn't have the belt for very long. She had the belt for a combined 187 days and during this time period whenever impact wasn't exactly running shows super regularly there wasn't a lot of defenses but i do think that it was a very important defense she was she was the flag bearer during a very dark time in impact and i think that if she got another chance to get uh, a crack at that belt in this modern era of impact i think that she would thrive Maybe even similarly to Deanna Parazzo, because I think both of those women are very, very talented wrestlers. And Sienna had a lot on her plate having to be the flag bearer for this division in this time period that she was. And I, for that reason alone, I have a lot of respect for her. She also lost the belt to Gail Kim in a three-way match in which after Gail Kim getting that belt for the record-breaking seventh time, that's whenever Gail retired. So Sienna was the person that dropped the belt to her for, for what I believe to be one of the biggest moments in the knockouts division history. So much respect to Sienna. She's number seven. I kind of hope she gets another chance to come back to Impact and pick that belt up again. Maybe I might have to revise this list and put her up higher if she does. Coming in at number six, the woman with the second most reigns in knockouts division history, Angelina Love. Angelina had the belt six times, a combined total of 230 days as champion. She's another one of those that, even though I don't think a lot of her reigns were really that great, like she's got a lot of like one defense reigns. It's really her last reign that she she actually held on to the belt for a reasonable amount of time and she kind of she kind of helped carry the division into the next generation in 2014, kind of right before all the fuck shit started happening with GFW. Even though if you look specifically just at her title reigns, it doesn't look that impressive, but that belt was a very, very important plot device between her feud with Madison Rain. You could not have one without the other in the late aughts, early 2010s. 
Madison Rain and Angelina Love had what I believe to be one of the more iconic feuds in Impact Wrestling, let alone the Knockouts division as a whole. And if you look at the history of this belt, that belt hopped quite a lot. Angelina Love, Madison Rain. Angelina Love, Madison Rain. And the belt was very much, and I know that a lot of people might not like this, it was very much used as kind of a prop for this feud. But I think it was important. I think that... It was just, it was showcasing the dominance that both of these women had and that at any given day, they had each other's number. They were both so good that they were constantly taking the belt off of each other. Regardless of the title reigns themselves and how good or bad either one of them were, some of them definitely better than others. I'd argue her last reign was her better reign. She still had the belt six times. There's only one woman who ever beat that, and we're going to hear about her a little bit later on in this list. She had the belt for a combined total 230 days. Not a hell of a lot compared to some of the other women on this list, but still one of the pillars of the Impact division. That's been kind of a common thread that we've been talking about today. There's some women that you just cannot say Impact Knockouts division without thinking of them. You can't say it without thinking about ODB, without thinking about Tara, and without thinking about Angelina Love. And I would argue the same thing about our next entrant. Coming in at number five is the woman with the most fucking annoying nickname in all of professional wrestling, hardcore country, Mickey James. Jesus fucking Christ, if I did not have to hear that name ever again during those tapings the other week... Oh my God, they wouldn't fucking stop. And then you watch the show and you listen to commentary and I'm like, oh, they're saying it even more. It's a dumb nickname, Mickey. I really can't stand the fucking name. Let's let's kill this shit. You don't have to say it in every other sentence. Every time you slap a woman, you don't have to respond with, you want me to show you hardcore country? Because no, I really don't want you to show them hardcore country. That, that, that rant aside, I feel like I got off on the wrong foot here. Mickey James is number five for a reason. Stupid fucking nickname aside that got pounded into my head worse than a fucking Nickelback song on the radio in 2010, Mickey James came into Impact Wrestling after the Hogan-Bischoff regime, which was kind of the, the big change like we talked about earlier. She came into this division and she was very much different from a lot of the other women that came from WWE into Impact. A lot of women that... I haven't even really gotten to on this list, came from WWE and they were kind of underappreciated whenever they got to Impact. They were in WWE. WWE didn't really know what to do with them. And then they get to Impact and Impact's like, I know what to do with them. I'm going to make them a champion because they were a champion fucking caliber athlete while they were in your company and you didn't fucking realize it. Mickey James is different. Mickey James, a multiple time WWE women's champion. She comes into Impact, she was already a big star. And I think that she built up that Knockouts division even bigger with her presence. She had some very good matches. She held the belt three times, a combined total of 241 days. Her second reign was really nothing. She beat Winter, and then Winter kind of immediately beat her back for it. But her first reign and her third reign, she had quite a few defenses, and she had some very memorable matches against Velvet Sky and Angelina Love and so many more. Mickey James, stupid fucking nickname aside that I'm really sick and tired of hearing, is a fantastic wrestler. And I think that she was a very, very strong 
Impact Women's Champion. Some people are elevated by the belt. Some people elevate the belt. I think she elevated the belt and it made it that much more special for every woman that took that belt after her. Mickey recently made her return, like I spoke of earlier, to Impact Wrestling. Uh, if I put the TV on mute, I'm really, really excited about it. I actually am. She's got a match coming up at Bound for Glory with Deanna Parazzo. Uh, a chance to become a fourth Impact champion. It's probably going to be a very, very good match. Mickey can still go. She's proven that. Mickey can definitely still go in the ring. I feel like she still has so much to offer to professional wrestling. And Deanna Parazzo, with her being on the come up the way that she is, and with her being the big star that she is right now, I think that her wrestling Mickey James is only going to mean good things for Impact Wrestling. And I can't wait to see the match personally. So number five, Mickey James absolutely deserves it. One of the best champions in this division's history. Coming in at number four, the other half of the Angelina Love rivalry that we talked about earlier, Madison Rain. Madison Rain, a former member of the Beautiful People, along with Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, and to a lesser extent, Lacey Von Erich. Madison held the belt five times for a combined total of 404 days. That's more than most women in the Impact division. She was definitely one of the pillars she is 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 one of those names that like i talked about earlier you can't really think about impact knockout division without thinking about madison rain i already really went into that feud with her and angelina earlier it was a very very important feud the belt changed hands multiple times between the two of them she did have some great defenses during her time against taylor wilde Tara, of course, Angelina Love. Five times, five reigns. That's nothing to scoff at. She held that belt for quite a long time. She's still active wrestling now. She could very much get the belt again in the future and make it six reigns. Who knows? Madison Rain, a very important part of that women's division, a very important part of Impact in general, all the way from the late uh, 2008, 2009, all the way to this day is still a very important part of that company. She has proven that she has quite a bit of longevity in this business, and who knows just how much higher Madison Rain might be able to go. She might even become a Knockouts Tag Team Champion again here soon. Who knows? Congratulations, Madison Rain, on all of your success. I hope for nothing but more continued success for you in the future, and you are number four on this list. Now we're getting into the top three. We are going to talk about some of the best performers, not just in the knockouts division, but in impact wrestling in general. Number three, one of the biggest names to ever hold that belt, Awesome Kong. Kong held that title twice for a combined total of, get this, 347 days. A lot of the women on this list held that title more times for less combined days. Awesome Kong, when she got that belt, it was almost impossible to get it off of her. She showed up in Impact at the perfect time. I believe she added a level of legitimacy to that division that WWE just did not have in their Divas division. We did talk about earlier, this is very much the Knockouts division is an answer to the Divas division in WWE. Awesome Kong is nothing like WWE had ever seen. She shows up and just, you see her, she has this aura, she has this presence about her. You look at her and you go, how the fuck is anybody supposed to beat her? She had 
fantastic reigns. The two reigns that she had, she had some amazing matches with ODB, Roxy Laveau, Daphne, Angelina Love, Taylor Wilde, so many big names in that division. But let's not forget one of, if not, I honestly, I think this is the greatest rivalry in the knockouts division. I did put over Angelina Love and Madison Rain earlier as being one of the biggest rivalries. The greatest rivalry in this division was Awesome Kong and Gail Kim. Those two women put this division on the map. They made this division what it was. Awesome Kong was such a fantastic foil for Gail Kim. Everything about their feud was done perfectly. I cannot think of a way to do it better. Awesome Kong could not be stopped. Yeah, a lot of her matches were short. It makes sense because who the fuck is going to beat that woman? She could beat every woman in that division and most of the fucking men in that company as well. Awesome Kong's an absolute badass. She recently announced her retirement from professional wrestling. I believe that she had an amazing career. She has gone on to do great things. Obviously, she starred in Glow on Netflix. Did a, a very, very good job there. Appearing recently in the NWA to announce her retirement. Seeing her and Gail Kim embracing the ring. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys straight up, it brought me to tears. It's fucking beautiful. The, those two women are, are two of the most important women. Forget Knockouts Division. Forget Impact. They're two of the most important women in wrestling in general. I have nothing but respect for Awesome Kong. I'm glad that I did get to see her perform once at an AEW show. That is that is something that I'm always going to hold very close to my heart. It was great getting to see her. I'm such a huge fan of Awesome Kong. Very deserving of the number three spot on this list. Number two is the current reigning Impact Knockouts champion, Deanna Perazzo. One of the greatest female wrestlers in all of professional wrestling today. She, last year, not only won the Best Knockout Award in Impact Wrestling, she won the Best Wrestler Year-End Award in Impact Wrestling. She is just that damn good. She exudes star power. Every time that I see her, I just can't help but think, Jesus, this woman is a fucking star. Everything about her presentation, everything about her matches, she is a fantastic wrestler. Her submission skills are something that you really haven't seen that much of in this division, in women's wrestling in general, actually. She's she's a very, very talented performer, obviously very easy on the eyes, which also helps, but... She she's had some of the best matches, in my opinion, in that division's history. She's had the belt twice. She is currently hold. I think she's had the belt for over 400 days, like 415 days or something like that at this point. Absolutely insane. Her first reign, even though first reign wasn't that long, I think it was, I think it was really just a few months, but she had during her first reign, one of the best matches in the division's history, a 30 minute Ironman match with Jordan Grace, which Deanna defended the belt against Jordan. Such a great match. I could sit here and have a whole episode just talking about how good that match was. She did have a little bit of a speed bump whenever she lost the belt to Sue Young, but very shortly, less than a month later, I believe, picking the belt back up, going on what I hope to be a record-breaking reign right now. I actually hope that she does beat Taya Valkyrie's reign of 377 days. I do. At this moment in time, I cannot think of a woman better 
to hold that championship than Deanna Perazzo. She has had great title defenses since getting that belt. I spoke about Jordan Grace earlier. Jordan was very much her her big rival during the first reign. She's defended the belt against some names. She's defended against Taya. She's defended against ODB. She's defended against Jazz, Tennille Dashwood, Havoc, Rosemary, Thunder Rosa, recently defending the belt against Melina in the NWA. Deanna Perazzo just like I talked about earlier with Mickey James, is kind of the stark opposite. Mickey was already a big name and then went to Impact and just brought that division up with her. Deanna is one of those women that WWE just didn't know what to do with her, and I have no fucking idea why. She was good then, too. I don't get it. WWE gets rid of her. She comes to Impact, and Impact knew immediately what WWE was missing. They knew where WWE went wrong, and just as quick as they possibly could, they put that knockouts belt on Deanna, and they haven't looked back. And if you ask me, it's been paying off because her reign has been phenomenal. Like I said, I hope that she continues to hold that belt for another year. I hope she breaks Taya's streak. Fucking, she could be the next Bruno San Martino for all I give a fuck. At this moment in time, I cannot think of a woman who is better off holding that belt than Deanna Perazzo. I just can't absolutely deserve it of number two. But if she's number two, who could be number one? I think you guys have probably already figured that out by now. Number one on the top 10 list for the best knockout champions in Impact history is the greatest knockout ever, Gail Kim. We just talked about Deanna Perazzo being somebody who came from WWE, a company that had no idea what to do with her, did not treat her like the star that she is, goes to Impact, Impact immediately knows what to do with her and makes her the biggest star in the company's history. Gail Kim is the one that created that original blueprint. She was in the WWE for a couple of years. Yeah, they put the, the women's belt on her for a second, but it literally meant nothing. She, she didn't have the belt for very long almost immediately losing it. Her reign, her her time in WWE was very confusing. It was like WWE was like, yeah, we want to do something with her, but like we don't really know what to do with her, which is, you know, kind of par for the course with a lot of the people on this list, a lot of the people in wrestling in general these days. Gail Kim goes to Impact, becomes the first ever knockouts champion by winning a battle royal, last eliminating Roxy Laveau, has the greatest rivalry in Impact history between her and Awesome Kong. I'd say greatest rivalry in general, not just knockouts. That's probably the greatest rivalry in the company. Gail Kim, Awesome Kong. She held this belt first in 2007, last in 2017. Ten years. Seven reigns at a total combined 711 days. That's amazing. That's awe-inspiring. Gail Kim, the most championship reigns, the longest time as champion, the first ever champion. She holds so many records in that division that you can't take away from her. At this point in time, she's the greatest. Deanna Perazzo, who knows? She might break some of these records on her own. I think she very well could. I think she's very capable. But Gail Kim was the flag bearer for this company for so long for a reason. She was so good in the ring. 
everything about her character from she could be she was a perfect baby face she was the perfect heel she was very very good in the ring out of the ring on the microphone everywhere gail kim is exactly what you want in a wrestler. She is very good at every single aspect of the business. Still, I believe producing matches and impact right now. I know that she had a very big part in the knockouts knockdown event. That's going to be airing here next week. I can't put that event over enough. I saw most of these matches get filmed live. So I already know that there's going to be some great matches on this show There is a big surprise on this show. I'm not going to be spoiling it here. You guys have just one week that you've got to wait. Please tune in to Knockouts Knockdown on the Impact Plus app. I believe it is Saturday, October 9th. It is going to be a fantastic show. Please take my word for it, guys. I can't put it over enough, and I can't put Gail Kim over enough. She is number one on my top 10 Knockouts Champions list. And that's going to do it, guys. What did you think of the list? You guys agree with me? Do you disagree? I'd love to hear what you think. Send me an email over at maineventheat at yahoo.com or you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SweetSexyRob. Impact Wrestling has been doing some really good stuff lately, guys. I, I felt like it was important to talk about the knockouts with this big knockouts knockdown show coming up here soon. But in general, I think that I'm going to be probably talking about Impact quite a lot here in the future. They just announced a new title recently, the Digital Media Championship. I, I heard about this this uh, this title a couple of months ago. I've been pretty excited about it because there's a lot of guys in that mid-card that don't quite fit in with the X Division and aren't quite ready for the world heavyweight scene. I think this belt is going to give a lot of people something to do, and that's always important for a wrestling show. You want to make sure that everybody on your card, top to bottom, has something to do, has a goal that they can go after. And I think that adding this championship is only going to be big news for everybody in that company. They just announced next week that they're going to have John Schuyler taking on my good buddy Zicky Dice in one of the tournament matches. I've worked with these two guys more than pretty much every other wrestler that I've worked with. I was actually thinking about this other day. You know, I've done commentary on seven shows. Of those seven shows, six of, six of them had John Schuyler matches. Five of them had Zicky Dice matches. So these are two guys that I'm very familiar with. I call both of these guys friends. Zicky and me are obviously very close. I actually got woken up this morning by Zicky. He sent me a text message, told me that this weekend he's uh, he's wrestling a show in Atlanta against our good buddy Big Connor of the uh, Awakening, formerly of the Ascension. Asked me if I wanted to go with him. So I've got that to look forward to, which is nice. Maybe I'll talk about it on next week's episode if there's anything cool to report. But that's going to do it for me this week. Impact Wrestling doing some very, very great things. The Knockout Division is, in my opinion, the greatest women's division in all of professional wrestling today. Congratulations to every woman that made it on this list. I know that it's a big accolade, I guess. (laughs) But that's it for this week. Like I said earlier, you got anything you want to write into the show, maineventheat at yahoo.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SweetSexyRob. Pick up a t-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers. And once again, thanks for hanging out.